Welcome to Chicana and Latina Moms Podcast. This is our podcast. Un lugar donde hablaremos sobre la salud mental, cultura, como chicanas and Latina moms. La importancia de self-love, self-care, self-compassion. Y el recordatorio que somos chingonas. Y que esta es una revolución y una evolución para crear la mejor versión de nuestro ser. Because we can. Because calladitas, no more. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, Chicana and Latino moms, ¿cómo están? Thank you so much for being here. My name is Amapola Ramirez. I am the creator and host of Chicana and Latino Moms podcast. And in today's episode, we have a Chingona guest speaker. Her name is Patti Cuevas. And we are going to be talking about boundaries and romantic relationships. But I want to tell you about Patti. Patti Cuevas is a life coach helping women discover their strengths, gifts, and talents, following and turning points in their lives. It is Patty's passion to help women feel heard, validated, and motivated to reach their personal goals following a significant, challenging life event. Patty was born in Guatemala and grew up in Southeast Los Angeles. Patty holds a bachelor's degree in sociology from Northern Michigan University and a master's degree in psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy from Azusa Pacific University of California. Patty is also the voice behind the Listen Bella podcast, a podcast dedicated to Latina women who are recovering from sudden unwanted loss and life changes. Patty currently lives in Texas with her husband and her children, her mother and their dog, happy <laughs> from her approach with clients to her marriage and in parenthood. Patty states her faith is a strong foundation in all the aspects of her life. Les invito on YouTube. You can see this interview at Chicana and Latina Moms podcast channel on YouTube. You're listening to Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. The content is not intended to replace or substitute for any professional counseling or therapeutic advice. Hola, Patti. ¿Cómo estás? Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited because we have a, a wonderful, beautiful topic <laughs> to talk about. But before we get into that, um, you know, tell us a little bit about you and um, ¿Dónde estabas y dónde llegaste ahorita que estás en Texas ya? Hi, Amapola. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Very, very excited. I've been looking forward to this for, for quite some time. So thank you for having me in your in your space and your beloved space. So I really appreciate that, uh, you know, la confianza. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. I actually do. Um, I lived in California pretty much all my life. Uh, Southgate, uh, HP to be exact, in Southeast Los Angeles. I uh, got married. I was in the IE for a little bit. And then almost three years ago, we moved to East Texas. So that has been quite the change. Uh, weather, the weather is some predictable sometimes, but it is a beautiful place. I'm in the country, so I am surrounded by horses and cows, and it's a great place for uh, my family to uh, really grow up, for my kids to grow up. Yeah. Oh, that is so nice. Like, because Texas, I know the weather is always like off, but like the properties are so big and the houses are beautiful. Yes, that was one of one of the major <laughs> um, kind of drawings for East Texas. It, it was the opportunity to just be able to um, really reevaluate uh, the way we wanted to raise our kids, values we wanted to raise our kids with, 
and um, just being more away from the city and you know, in tune with nature and creation. So um, it, we are really blessed to have that opportunity. And does your your parents live there or they're in um, over here in California? <laughs> My mom actually took the leap with me, so she came along with us, and she's been instrumental in helping us with the kids, and my kids are still little, so uh, they love having Granny around, and uh, my dad, unfortunately, passed away uh, when I was pregnant with my with my first, so um, it just uh, kind of, you know, sometimes God, the way he sets things up and, and kind of uh, gets us into that place of healing and regrouping, so I'm glad to have my mom with us. That is so nice. Yeah, moms and grandmas are always going to be. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Good <that>? grandmas. <laughs> they always like, no le des la galleta. And they're like, damn, es, es condirita. They're like giving them the galleta. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we had some of that too. A veces sí. I'm like, mommy, mommy dijo que no. You know, <laughs> Grammy. So, uh, but she, she's a trooper though. Yeah, so you're in school, right? I am actually done with school. I've been done with school for, for a while. I'm in the process of actually getting my associate um, MFT license here in Texas. I had it in California, um, okay. but because of having kids and life and the move, I've had to, I found myself starting all over again. So that's the place where I'm currently right now. <laughs> okay. I know. I read, I was like, wait, she has a degree or she's okay. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that's, I know, it's just getting the license, right, because it's different state, because you went to school um, uh, in California or in Texas, because oh, how long have you been in Texas? I've been in Texas almost three years, oh. and I actually uh, graduated uh, from my uh, master's program in clinical psychology from Azusa Pacific University in California in 2015, oh, okay. so yeah, that was a while back. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, two kids later, uh, uh, I actually found out that I was pregnant with my daughter with my first the day after graduation. <laughs> so and all the plans that I had as far as getting my number and, and uh, a, a new supervisor and all that good stuff, that process that we have to do in California, uh, that had to be placed on hold. When I was ready to go back and do my hours, continue my hours, my daughter was, I think, about uh, one, and I ended up pregnant again. <laughs> oh, wow. So I said, okay, so we go back to the drawing board. So it, there been, have been a, quite a number of starts and stops in between, wow. but um, I'm a little more grateful for it. I actually chose to stay home with my kids, and wow. I've been very blessed to have that opportunity to stay with them as long as possible. Now that the little one is starting to, he's getting inching closer to five years old, I feel a little bit more confident and, you know, getting back to to where I was. Yeah, that's nice because kids do um, need that maternal, you know, or like family, nah, what is that called? Um, what's the one I want to use? I have a pachos, right? I, yeah, that attachment. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, well, that's really awesome. <laughs> And um, so today we're going to be talking about boundaries and romantic relationships. And I think we all at some point, you know, have been in, in these relationships and I, we know it's, it's hard. And then there's mothers that, you know, go through a divorce, they separate and they find themselves like dating again. Aunque a lo mejor no eran sus planes and something happens, you know. Um, and how to set boundaries. So let, let's start that, you know, the conversation. So, a ver, ¿dónde queremos empezar? ¿Dónde quieres empezar? Because I know it's, it's a very important topic because boundaries are not easy, but. <laughs> but yes. So, a ver. I think, uh, uh, well, primeramente is, is, you know, ¿qué son? You know, what, what are boundaries? Um, you know, muchas veces no sabemos. No sabemos, at least I didn't, when I first started listening about, uh, learning about boundaries, you know, sabía, you know, what do you mean? You know, limites. Yeah. You know, and, and especially in our culture, sometimes we're taught that, oh, you know, we, we don't talk to people that way, or nos quedamos calladitas, you know, sonríe, uh, be polite, se cortes, you know. So it starts off when we're very young, uh, specifically for, for girls. Um, we're taught to be polite, uh, a lot of us, y, you know, no, no juzgar o ir very callar, at least I was, that's the way I was raised. So uh, it's gonna, as we move 
in our romantic relationships, you know, we don't really have a good foundation or a clear foundation of what limits are. We know the extremes and sometimes even those are blurry as well for us. So I think, uh, first of all, it's important to know what are boundaries. And the way I explain it to my clients is boundaries are fences and you get to define their emotional fences. That's how we keep who we want inside of our circle. And then that's, and that's how we kind of weed out who we don't. But if we don't have any idea of, of what those are for us, and they're different at different stages of our lives, and um, then we're not going to really know how to implement them if we don't really know what that is. So uh, what I mean by their like fences is that, uh, you know, you get to decide, for example, if someone gets a brick friend, a, a brick wall, and you're like, nope, you're not going to come close. And that's, that's your boundary. It, or some people get, you know, the white picket fence. And you can come in and out and because it's safe emotionally to share with that person, to share life, to share my family with that person. And it's safe. And other people um, uh, get the, the brick wall with the barbed wire and everything, yellow tape, everything. Absolutely not. So uh, um, for us women, we get to decide for ourselves what that looks like. And in romantic relationships, that can be, especially if you have been out of the dating scene for a while, if the last time you dated, you were 18, 19, because life happened or the relationship that you thought would be forever is not. And here you find yourself in a place where you're having 16, 18-year-old boundaries, applying them to, you know, 35 plus, 40 plus, and they don't quite, they're, they're not going to work. So we need to sit down and reevaluate what that looks like for you. Yeah, so I guess at some point we can become rusty, verdad? Like we're still stuck in like um, that age of like, okay, well, the last time I had a relationship, the last time I dated was ooh, maybe you know. I mean, I'm not saying for me because I'm married. But I'm talking about <laughs> right. Just not to confuse anybody, but um, but yeah, you're right. It that wall, and it's sometimes hard, right, for people that have the barbed wire and so you know, very double fenced. Um, it's really hard for people to love and be loved. Do you think like to, to know how to love someone and then to accept love? Or what would you say about that? Yeah, I think sometimes for some people, especially those who have been hurt or, or experienced trauma in previous relationships, very guarded, very, and, and rightfully so, right? Because they've been hurt and stuff. But sometimes those, those, those fences can be too rigid, too unwelcoming. And then we're sitting there wondering, hey, you know, how come no one asked me out? Or, you know, because you have this, this, uh, you know, kind of aura about you or this disposition about yourself that you're not very approachable. You won't smile because we just quite don't know, right? The last time we dated, uh, of course, for clarification, I'm married as well. But, you know, uh, I did find myself in that place where I had to pretty much start all over again um, uh, right around my 30s. And uh, really finding myself, okay, what does that look like? Because the last time I, I, I dated, seriously, I was 16, 18 years old or even 21. And what did that look like back then? And I was just kind of closed off. And, well, no one will ask me out, but you won't even smile at someone <laughs> when you pass them by, you know? So sometimes those, those boundaries can be really rigid. And if we build walls to kind of protect ourselves and to keep those bad feelings away, we're also hindering ourselves from feeling those good feelings too yeah yeah you're right um you know the boundaries that are important to implement I think that in our society right um lust right versus love or I mean they can ex coexist sometimes you know the health it's love and lust you're attracted you know but if it's just lust and you don't have a boundary <clears throat> because you know we hear growing up people saying El hombre va hasta donde la mujer quiere, right? <sighs> we hear that a lot. So then it's like, um, okay, so let's say we're, you know, let's say I'm a female and just, I'm just like, I don't, I suck at boundaries. I think I was there. <laughs> now I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> say, you know, let's say if I was single and, and my boundaries were not good. Um, and, you know, here comes these, guys sweet talking you know wanting to have sex and then it's because we mistake right I think como mujeres somos soñadoras somos like like oh nos gustan las palabras bonitas pero también pues there has to be a, a combo right actions as well mm -hmm. we like boundaries at some point we're like oh, me hablo bonito oh my god 
And then we're not soñando like, oh, I'm married. And then we, we create this illusion that we fall in love with. And the reality is like, no, the guy's like, I just want to F you, you know, like, you know, so how can a, a female in, in your um, knowledge, like, how do you think that a mom or a female that's going back out there to date can set those boundaries when it comes to like, Hey, like no sex, you know, even though there's a physical attraction. I think um, first you have to do your own work. You have to, if you don't know what those are, then maybe you might, it, you know, behoove you, you know, to really seek the help of a professional and to say, hey, these are, I, I would like to work on these. I, 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 you know, can you help me? Can you guide me? So that one, you have someone who is not going to judge you, you know, right? You know, sometimes, you know, depending on amiga, you know, we all have different types of friends that you could ask, you know, the friend, you know, la loca. <laughs> you know hey when it's oh yeah have fun life is great and you know and those boundaries may not <laughs> align with your lifestyle or with your values and um so it's always best to seek the help of a professional to be able to um weed some of that stuff out um, before you even try to do um you know all this dating and stuff like that because it's gonna you know what triggers you are things that are gonna trigger you you know what are you susceptible to what could you be susceptible to in my past relationships were boundaries an issue and if so then that kind of needs those fences kind of need to get you know you know los tienes que arreglar you have to sit there you know emotionally speaking with your hammer and nails yeah but you know, where, where all these animals coming in, because that's what it may feel like sometimes that, you know, that they, these, um, I, I live close to a ranch. so This is my life right now. So when I picture boundaries, I picture those fences. And most of the times those fences are to protect the cattle inside to protect the property. Right. And then if we don't have them, that means anybody can just walk on, steal our stuff, steal, you know, ruin our plants, ruin our property and, and I'll take whatever they want. So um, it's really important to, before you even decide that, is to really know who you are, what your values are, what you're willing to um, accept, what you're not willing to accept, what's negotiable, what are your non-negotiables. And some people are like, what are my non-negotiables? I, I don't know. Um, so it's important to explore that first and foremost, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, since you based on the friendships, right? But having a friend que está media loquita, pero la queremos... Pero se pasa. And we love her, right? Because she's always a good time. <laughs> yeah. Pero pues, como para consejos, como que, you know, it's kind of like, okay, to have a great time, you know, awesome. But when it comes to, you know, advice, we do have to be very careful, right? As to who we seek advice from. Because I've heard one time that someone said, even good advice is not good advice for somebody. It, it just varies, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so being cautious with that because if te juntas con unas uh, amigas que son bien loquillas and I vale, which is great. We all have some of them, right? But if they're just more of like YOLO and, you know, then at some point and they don't have kids and you have kids, it's just not going to align. They're not, they don't understand where you're at. And if they do have kids and they don't have boundaries themselves and you're asking them for advice, and you have kids, I mean, the kids eventually are going to suffer on both ends because no one's guiding or helping supporting each other, right? So most definitely. Yeah. And I think on the, on the other side of that spectrum, you may have, you know, that amiga that is still really full of resentment and hurt and absolutely not. And where don't you, you know, don't you put up with that? And it could be something... Uh, minor, I'm not talking about violence, disrespect, or anything like that, but it could be, you know, maybe you were, uh, I don't know, going on a date and, you know, te cancelaron last minute or, you know, you know, a negotiable that I, I would think would be negotiable depending on the reason. And, you know, oh no, honey, I sent him packing and that's it. And, you know, and that may not align with who you are as a person and where you, you um, maybe your amiga might be speaking from a hurt perspective still, and she may need to do her own work. So it's always best to go with a professional who's objective, who's trained, who's looking out always for your best interest. Yeah, you're so right. And, you know, many people will say therapy is expensive and it's so hard to find somebody. Pero si de verdad lo quieren, lo vas a buscar y lo vas a encontrar. Like, you know, navigating, looking for it, you'll find it. 
Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I discovered even in my journey is that some therapists are willing to work with you with your budget, with your, they have what is called a sliding scale. So they're willing, they'll, they'll say, this is my fee, but, um, you know, if you reach out to them and, and they, you know, call you back and you say, this is my situation, this is what I can, um, you know, afford, you know, don't blow about them either <laughs> because that's not fair. But uh, just honestly, what, what you can afford and you'd be amazed sometimes, or some of them may say, you know, I can't do that for myself, but I have someone who's in training, you know, someone like, uh, you know, some, a therapist in training who can, you know, do that, uh, who, who is willing to do that for you and who can do it for you. And they'll kind of hand you off to someone who they trust and who they know will take care of you. So um, there are many options. Yeah, definitely. So that's good. What you're saying, you know, you want to be able <clears throat> to find yourself and to get to know yourself. I mean, no es que, ay, vamos, voy a durar cinco, tres, diez años um, tratando de buscarme y pues se me va a ir el, el tren or whatever, you know. <laughs> but, but it's because it, there's no human being que va a decir, ya sané, soy completamente perfecta. Like, that's never going to happen. There's never a right time for anything. And, and let's say you're working on yourself, right? And then si viene... If God sends you this person that's meant for you, then you're gonna know and you're in, in your heart, like you're gonna know. It's just crazy. It's just you know, right? So um, so it's that's starting off with that, right? Working on yourself. And then when it comes to them working on themselves, and they're like, okay, I'm getting the hang of it, the boundary aspect. So boundaries of what I've understood, and you could add, you know, if, if I miss anything, but boundaries are attached to our values. Absolutely. Okay. And because they're attached to our values, like if someone were to get mad because we set a boundary, many people think, oh, because my boundary doesn't work, like they get mad. What would you say about that example? I think uh, definitely be be true, uh, be true to you, be true to yourself. Uh, when we set these uh, boundaries, sometimes, you know, and no matter what it is, um, you know, in, in my experience with when I went back to dating, I didn't want to date the way I had dated before, where I would compromise my own personal values, my body, you know, you mentioned, you know, having sex or not, or, you know, getting physical, that was uh, kind of one of the non-negotiables for me, um, because I wanted it in my, uh, I said, my future partner, I was at a point in my life where, where if I date, it's going to be to get married. And that's the, that's the end game for me. And uh, previously, my previous relationships, it was like kind of people just kind of toying and, you know, hanging stuff on or just not taking me as seriously. So I said, no, I have to be more vocal and I have to be firm on on this thing that's not non-negotiable. So when my husband came along, I said, look, if you're looking for, you know, la novia de cinco años, diez años, I'm so sorry, we are sold out. That's gone. That is not on the table. And, you know, he jumped around and thank goodness we were on the same uh, on the same wavelength and he's like no absolutely not I, I come from a background where you date someone is with the end game of getting married and I said okay good that's <laughs> that's uh that, that's a good start so it's just kind of uh, talking communicating and if someone has a pushback it's not your responsibility to make that other person feel better or to plead your case or to prove why it's your boundary is yours and that's it yeah it, you know you're non-negotiable now, if it's something that's negotiable for you, you know, for some, it's okay, how long do we wait, you know, how long do we wait, or how long do we wait before you meet my kids, how long do we wait before we share each other's um, bank information, credit scores, because boundaries aren't just about sex and emotions, they're also about finances, huge part of relationships, and you know, being married, finances kind of important we can't just kind of oh hold hands and we feel so good and he makes me feel ha 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 you know that it's gonna it, it's going to um you have to take into account can this person hold a job you know do or do or is he you know kind of like an artist is he do I believe in that gift that he has is that something that I'm willing to kind of journey that I'm willing to go on at this point in my life or me and my kids to go on in this you know is it's um it's a lot of communication and really knowing what your true values are if it's a non-negotiable and it's my value and someone's pushing back, then that's just, it's just, it's a fence. It's weeding out the coyotes. It's weeding out, you know, any stray animal that may come in and take something from me. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Because a lot of people sometimes rush into it. And luego después, ay, el crédito está mal. I mean, people look into that, right? Some people. And they're like, oh my God, he has a temper. Oh my God, like his family is so dysfunctional and they don't yeah. like you know, just so many other factors like you've seen that before by being patient enough to kind of get to know each other in a more, you know, uh, detailed manner, I guess I could say. I I teach co-parenting um, for high conflict uh, uh, custody. And most of those parents that, you know, separate are in a really nasty custody battle are because they rushed into the relationship mm-hmm. like a month two, three, six months. And they're like, we didn't get to know each other. And I said, you still don't know each other, even mm-hmm. though it's been five years, even though um, you have a child together and it sucks because now you have this kiddo that's suffering because of your decision of rushing. So, you know, dating someone takes time. I always tell, you know, even like my kids are the younger generation, my family, I mean, you guys in your twenties is about to find yourself. Get your mm-hmm, identity. Yes, like don't rush into you don't have to be married at 20. If you if you feel like hey you're 25, you got your stuff straight, awesome. But like either way, 25, the brain's still developing. <laughs> you yes. Know? yes, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's making sure that we are able to learn how to be patient, right? To set boundaries. Like the healing process requires patience. Even aunque no queramos, tenemos que hacer tiempo right? To be able to like, hmm, let's bring silence into the room in our lives, meditation, things like that, because we have the own, our own solutions within us, you know, and like processing with somebody else or making time of self-care and the way we talk to ourselves plays a big, important role. But um, you're right. Making sure all these areas are being discussed and like setting boundaries and not just rushing into it because later it can be too late sometimes right yeah in the, in my personal case with my husband we were married within the year of when uh, of when we met and got together and stuff our case um you know uh I felt comfortable we felt like it was a, a god thing that it was from god and and we took steps along the way even though we go through that idealization stage right where we idealize this person and we find no flaws this, you know mi media naranja I've been waiting for him and you know all this stuff you know romantic stuff all those good hormones right those feel good hormones that fill our head and, and sometimes we can't think logically but along the way when between my husband and I um we were at a stage in our lives I think that we were like okay we're not you know we're not playing games we're not you know how long do I wait to call you back or you know those kind of those kind of dating rules that maybe you know in our 20s I was like hey I want to talk to you I'll call you and if you're available great if not call me when you get out of work and no big deal it doesn't make me (laughs) desperate or anything like that um you know we text throughout the day but we 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 had a lot of differences and it was a short period of time but he had you know a a, a lot of relationship of experience under his belt you know I may not have had that but I had I was willing I was learning it a lot so we there was a lot of healing that happened for him and me in between our previous relationships where I think we did our work individually and so that foundation it just kind of automatically was there um, whereas opposed to sometimes people rush into it without doing that personal work first. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If if it's not done, then then it's like, why do I end up with these type of men? And it's like, well, if you if you we were to align them all in front of you, what is it that they have in common? <laughs> you're they're t- all the same person, <laughs> sort of speak. Yeah, exactly. And and that you're the one choosing these. And what, what's, why are you choosing these people that are maybe alcoholics or like, you know, have domestic violence? It's like, wait a minute, why do I gravitate? Because we gravitate to things that we are, we know we've seen too many times in our lives, right? So it's, it's, it's a challenging thing, but it's not impossible, right? To, to get to that. Um, but yeah, it's making sure that there's a patience, that patience, right? Yeah, day. and it's not to dump on ourselves like, oh, I'm, you know, get on that, you know, I keep doing, keep dating the same guy. Not dump on yourself. It's more like get more into it. Is what what is it about this kind of energy or this kind of personality that seems 
consciously or unconsciously so familiar that I tend to gravitate toward. Who does this person remind me of? Does it remind me of my dad? Does it remind me of my mom? And we're just naturally, because we sometimes without acknowledging, we gravitate to what's familiar. So when we look at our family, our own family dynamics, and you know, we think, for example, loose example, and we say, I don't want someone like, I do not want someone like my dad. I do not want, and then we end up with someone like dad you know, it's because he was our primary informant, you know, that's unconsciously, that's what we know as, you know, kind of the male role model. And subconsciously, we gravitate towards that because that's where our initial informant, and you're not aware of that until you do the work and kind of get in there and explore that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You're so right. Yeah, because we sometimes don't assess ourselves the way we should, then we start kind of like falling in the same spot and it's like why and why am I doing this but you know yeah we don't want to punish ourselves for sure no somos perfectas o sea you know the only one that's perfect is God and and as long as we are able to talk to ourselves with compassion to know like I've gone through things in my life and it's okay that I've made mistakes and that doesn't define my future or my being because you know the love that we need to give to ourselves on a daily basis, like how we speak to ourselves, speak volumes, right? Mm -hmm. If for some choose not to go to therapy or some do, it varies. But at the end of the day, no matter what, if you do go to therapy or you don't, talk to yourself with love and compassion, right? Because it's free. <laughs> it's free. And mm -hmm. you any second of time of in life and um, it just, it makes an impact, right? Of how we view life. Yeah, and I think when we decide to dedicate that self-care, uh, that self-care um, routine or that or implement your self-care, uh, you know, to be curious about why we keep repeating certain patterns, you know, uh, and yeah, whether you choose to go, go to therapy or not, um, but there's books, there are podcasts, you know, where you can listen to and learn more and it's for free. So um, there's all this, we, we are so blessed to be in a time where information is just bountiful it's literally right at our fingertips wow. so um you know it it's not like you have to you know uh, wait to have access and if you don't have access say you know times are hard you don't have access to the internet the library is free yeah. um you know uh, library cards are free books are free you know more or less you know when we go to the library where we can find you know find that out or you know we can email someone if we heard a podcast send a message to that person and say, hey, would you happen to know someone in my area? Or I want to hear more about this. And, you know, I'm sure as a creator, you get these kind of requests all the time of, you know, I would, I would like to hear more about this topic and it's free. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. To be able to educate and implement knowledge. Cause I think as human beings, the only way we can change is yes, experience in life, but also the knowledge that we bring the, that what we implement on a daily basis from like, si te tomas 10 minutos, 30 minutos de tu casa, tu trabajo, podcast. And yes. Knowledge in that, in that, <laughs> in that drive. Or doing laundry or sweeping the floor or washing the car, going to the car wash or even your kids pick up, you know, pick up line. I'm there. I'm, that's where I get most of my stuff. I sit there for 20 minutes and I'm listening. Yeah, there you go. So, no hay excusa. <laughs> Porque se puede, ya si no quieres, porque pues no quieres hacer nada. <laughs> and that's like the beautiful thing of life as human beings. We get to choose. There's choices every single day that we have to make. Que nos vamos a poner, que vamos a comer, que vamos a decir, que vamos a pensar. O sea, there's so many options in, in our lives, right? So um, yeah. you, you also have community groups, church groups, volunteer opportunities, um, you have uh, programs at your kid's school, maybe, maybe there's parenting classes, maybe there are um, classes at the, at the library, maybe there's an after school program, you know, there's all these things that if we, if we look for them, you know, as, you know, as moms, we look for bargains. So I'm looking for, you know, where, what, what's the, what, what is, you know, Jamboree, when, when's the next sale, you know, what's on sale right now, what do my kids need? So I'm on those, all of those alerts, I look at the apps, coupons, all that stuff. So why not do that for ourselves? You know, part of boundaries is that self-care and, you know, let's not limit ourselves to, um, you know, just not being informed and not uh, moving forward because therapy is too expensive. 
you know, I, they don't call me back, whatever, whatever the, the issue is, you know, my insurance won't cover it. Well, there's all these other great sources of information. And, you know, everybody knows a friend of a friend who's either a therapist, a coach, or, you know, some kind of, you know, motivational person in our lives. And, you know, a, a pastor, a deacon, a, a, a priest, you know, there's, there are a lot of people uh, in our lives if we look for them. So just like you look for that bargain and, you know, uh, you know, Taco Tuesday, <laughs> you know, you know, where they have the good tacos and they're going to have those, you know, those discounts. Well, look, let's look for that for ourselves, for our mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to add too that, you know, if you don't want to share with people that you're starting a healing process, because then I, later you're going to feel like, I have to lose that. Okay. You're on the healing journey. I mean, you can keep it to yourself. And, but mm -hmm. trust, have that, that circle of, of individuals that you trust to be able to like, say, Hey, like, and kind of wanting to hear that, like, you got this, don't worry. It's okay. Um, so, you know, and I think because we're talking about relationships, um, there's, you know, I know everyone's different, you know, but talking about like men, you know, men, I've hear so many women that are single, they're like, I don't want to raise a child because men are so immature and they generalize. So I want to highlight that not all men are the same. There's boys and then there's men. So what are you gravitating to? You know what I mean? That is also right there as to the work that we have to do. Well, that, you know, the single ones have to do, <laughs> but that they have to be able to do to be able to say like, wait a minute, why do I gravitate to boys? And boys can be, they can be, 40 year old and behave like a boy, but yes. a man is different. So kind of distinguishing that right in relationships so that you're able to do the work and then be able to say, okay, I have these boundaries, you know? If they yeah. And I think that's a, that's really um, important because uh, yes, uh, just like, you know, there's also girls and then there's women, yeah. you know, and I always want to be identified as a woman, <laughs> you know, those days are over for me as much as I miss all that collagen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those things are over. Yeah, exactly. So that then again, like as you're saying, assessing yourself, are you behaving like a woman or a girl? You know, like so it's a it's a tough question, right? But it's being able to assess because it's like, well, how does a girl behave? Well, I mean, there's immaturity. Immaturity doesn't have an age, you know. How are you coming across? Are you able to um, stop and think before you say and do something, sometimes practicing. But I understand that for many people who have gone through trauma, the brain doesn't develop as it should because of the exposure of different things, right? So there's a lot of factors that we can definitely go into that. But when we do the work and we're mindful, then we can be like, oh my God, I'm being a little too extra. And I'm, I'm telling this guy I just met <laughs> date of my trauma I mean you gotta be careful with you know you don't have to set your boundaries let them earn their trust right your trust to be able to then open up but not right away on the first day because it's like whoa there's a lot of stuff going on right now you know but um but okay so I want to ask you what are some three um advice that you can share with the listeners that they can take away from today's episode yeah, I think once you figure out what those boundaries are for you and um, and you start to implement them, you've done your work and, and say you're at a point where it's like, okay, I, I, I'm ready. And then um, I would, um, then you get, which was one of your initial questions, what if someone pushes back, uh, pushes back at, at, at your boundary? I think um, uh, I would say be aware, very, very, very aware of the, um, of how people will try to disarm those boundaries. Because when we have boundaries now, when we're equipped and we know what we want, and so it's kind of like an artillery, you know, and not that dating is war, but it kind of, you know, you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back in, you know, and, and be vulnerable. But there's some people, you know, narcissists will try to disarm you and use a lot of tactics and main there may not be narcissists per se, narcissists per se, but there are people that do have those narcissistic like qualities because of the narcissists in their life. So when uh, people try to, and say for the for the sake of uh, uh, of the discussion uh, regarding men, not that we're you know man bashing or anything, but if we're talking about uh, returning to the dating scene, um, some people when when they and what I mean by disarming you is put is that pushback. They will try to guilt shame you into moving those boundaries. They'll love bomb you. 
you know, try to make you feel guilty, take you, if you're not a person that's accustomed to taking out to a nice restaurant and roses and dessert and the whole thing, you may feel compelled, like you owe someone something and they may be very good at doing that. Yeah, I'm sorry, do you want to say something? <laughs> so, um, so, uh, uh, so love bombing, uh, some will try, uh, will go an extra step. If love bombing doesn't work, okay, then I'm emotional cutoff. Okay. Hey, how's it going? I had a really good time. Uh-huh. Yes. No. Text you back or don't call you back or don't answer your phone calls. Just cut you off and or ghost you. Yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's something that will happen to a lot of us. Um, you know, uh, they'll give you the indirectas. I see la muy santa y con tres hijos. Or, you know, just the last example to try to attack where you might be like, no, and, you know, try to uh, shame or guilt you into moving those boundaries. They may make empty promises. Look, you know, I'm just in a bad situation right now, quote unquote, you know, I'm just trying to get out of this other relationship and, you know, and, and but I'm done with that relationship and my focus is only you. Um, you know, they'll try to manipulate you and make empty promises. But as soon as, you know, the divorce is settled, as soon as she moves out or as whatever excuse that may be, um, they're empty promises. You know, yeah. so that's a way to push you into, you know, trapping you into getting what they want and having you compromise those boundaries and move those boundaries. Some, you know, for some men, unfortunately, it, it's kind of like a, it, it's, it's kind of like a hunting game. Oh, I got her now. You know, it's a, it's a hunger. Um, you know, you know, I, I got the, you know, the one, la, la Santita, I got her, you know, so it can, you know, uh, so they can try to do that. And some may go as far as intimidating you. And that's when we get ourselves or someone may get themselves into an, a, a violent situation. Like, oh, yeah, you know, well, you know, I know where you work. You want me to show up at your work if you're not answering my phone calls, you know, and that's where it starts to get a little uh, dangerous. So I think that's first and most, uh, that's the first kind of alert. The second one is to create space uh, when someone pushes back on your boundaries and create space physically in the example of someone who's just coming on a little too strong more than I'm comfortable, wants to meet your kids right away, wants you to meet their family right away, and you're not ready, um, you know, uh, create some space, you know, don't go out, don't go see them every day, you know, this person does not become your emotional BFF where you have to call them every time you, you're in the car you know, and tell them every single detail about your day, you know, have some boundaries. You don't have to, you know, word vomit. Yeah. <laughs> tell them everything about your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can also create um, emotional boundaries as well. Don't have this person in your head 24-7 where everybody at work knows this guy hasn't called you back or we did this, or he likes this, he does, where it's just so overwhelming that you have no emotional boundaries as far as um, in conversations. And a lot of people may do that, even coming off of relationships. They'll say, oh, girl, I'm done with him, you know, whatever, Tim. But he's still the topic of all the conversations that you have with your girlfriends. Yeah. You know, that's not having a firm boundary. And then also, too, um, notice notice your energy level. Um you know, I'm a firm believer that we have a certain, just like a phone battery, we have a certain amount of battery per day, and we have to be very intentional in where we place our energy in. And if we're placing this, all this energy in this relationship or this person, Googling, you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, go, go, on, uh, go on that rabbit hole, of, you know, finding everything about them on, on social media, um, you know, all that good stuff. It, that's depleting your energy. That's energy that can go towards self-healing, towards self-care, towards my kids. If you're, if you're single, if you're a single mom, you know, that's energy that is taken away from your kids to another person that is not, may not be returning that same quality of energy back. Uh, we have those, uh, we have those kind of chemicals, you know, adrenaline, and you know, that they just deplete us, right? And they don't give space for the good, yeah, not the good, but the calming uh, chemicals, you know, the melatonin, the serotonin, you know, the feel good kind of chemicals, and it's, and it's not so much so intense. 
as adrenaline. So just be really mindful of this energy. If someone's pushing back and you just can't, I can't believe it. And he's thinking this and he's pushing that. Maybe I am being too rigid or maybe, or what do you think friends? And, and what do you think coworker? What do you think mom? And you're asking everybody for their advice. And it's like all this energy and, you know, uh, without any kind of, not in a container where it's like, slow down, respira. You know, and really evaluate, does this person really deserve all this energy? And I don't think any person deserves everything, you know, from us because we have to be very strategic in what energy we give to work, what energy we give to our children, what energy we give to ourselves, what energy we give to family and all these other places, especially as moms, right? And and if you're a mom that is kind of, you know, working double duty, being mom and dad, even more so, your your energy is has to be very. You have to be very intentional about where you um, kind of give away that energy. Yeah, being mindful of that because it can consume your whole everything, and it's just there's not going to be space for peace, right? Yeah, there's not going to be space for anything. You're gonna be so exhausted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. I like that. And anything else that you want to add to the does it? <laughs> I think uh, just, <laughs> just uh, I think uh, we can go on talking about boundaries and what that looks like and, and just understand that uh, you know if, if, and sometimes we beat ourselves up like why 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 well you had really good informants in your life your parents or your grandparents or people that you grew up with so there you didn't just you weren't born kind of this way you know a lot some of it is temperament where you're comfortable with closeness you know hugs kisses and stuff like that but there are informants, so, you know, it, it, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's just kind of sometimes we're just kind of handed down information and we make of it of what we can and apply it to our lives. And maybe that information worked for that generation or worked for that person, but this information is not going to work for my situation, my family dynamics, or just my, my goals in life. You know, so surround yourself with community. I cannot stress that enough. Oh my God, yes, so important. Yeah. Yeah, that accountability partner is really important. Yeah, definitely. And if I always tell people, if you can't find one, then start one, create one, because then that means it's needed, you know? Um, So it, it helps a lot to be in community and network with a lot of chingonas out there that from around the world, because, you know, it's, it, they're we're everywhere <laughs> we're everywhere for sure um and I just wanted to add as something as well that when we implement these boundaries know that there's going to be guilt because if you've never implemented time or that space to love yourself that guilt is going to be there and that doesn't mean it's bad it just means that it's something new and it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing because you're you're getting that feeling of like, oh my gosh, crecí escuchando que no seas egoísta, sé humilde todo el tiempo, and be submissive. And no, 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 no. Now Caeritas no more. And now we're going to be able to say, like, I have a voice. Sí, se siento poquito medio feo, like, oh, because I feel guilty. But that's a good sign because you're actually putting yourself first for once ever, maybe in your 40 something years, 30 something years. And it's part of the package deal. But it, with time, it's going to start feeling a little bit better and be like, oh, wait, I own this already. Yeah, guilt, you know, it's going to be there because we implement um, boundaries with people that sometimes we care for and, you know, boundaries with people we don't know, like we're talking about relationships. And it's okay. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. Process it, feel it, talk about it. And thank you for your knowledge and your wisdom, um, you know, to be able to, have this food for thought for our listeners and to know que pues no están solas, que pues al final del día, like do the word and you will find your way. We all have this, this um, path that is meant for us. Aunque hagamos lo que sea que nos quitamos, it, whatever is meant for you is meant for you because God is great, right? So thank you. Thank you, Patty. Thank you so, thank you so much for uh, the space and just the opportunity. It really means a lot, and uh, I hope that um, it, it resonates um, with people. and And I really appreciate your podcast and you know the way you inform parents and and not just about boundaries, but you know relationships. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, your information about IEPs and 
So it, 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 it really is touching. It's nice to have that connection with someone else and to be able to share, right? To be able to share, you know, and, and to know that, you know, hey, you know, so-and-so did it, you know, I can do that. You know, I, I you know, uh, you know, don't, and when we're talking about boundaries, um, there, uh, it's limits for something that's going to harm us or take away from us. But we have to be limitless in the good things and being brave and being resilient and being, you know, those are things you don't want limits, yeah. you know? So it, it's, so it's not always about just kind of closing ourselves in, but you want a limitless life, a, a fulfilled life. We don't just want to survive. We want to thrive. And it's really important to have all of that. So um, thank you so much. I, I, I really enjoyed our chat. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. So Thank you, Chicana and Latinas, for listening. Some chingonas. And uh, I know I don't want to forget. I was going to close, but I'm going to ask you. You have a podcast yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. It's called um, the Listen Bella Podcast. Uh, it's, it's really new. <laughs> it's really, really new. Um, but I really focus on the podcast about women who are actually going through unexpected changes in life. And uh, the women who have done the work and, you know, what, what does grief look like? What are the stages of grief? You know, what are some of, what is abandonment? You know, when you feel abandoned, whether someone has passed away or a relationship has ended and uh, we experience loss constantly. I think the past three years have, are, as, a, as a world, we've been through a lot and there have been a lot of pieces. So uh, one of the motivations uh, behind this podcast was just to help women feel, um, you know, that they're not alone, to motivate them, to equip them, to find a new dance. Um, you know, in life, my dad was that person in my life, was that coach in my life. So this is kind of a, a you know, an, a, an, a nod to him and to implement some of the, the values that he instilled in me very young. And, and I was, that was the foundation of even my career in mental health. Um, but, uh, and I just want to share that, you know, with other women, Latina women, or, you know, women of color, whomever, all women, um, to be able to find, uh, to, to look for a, a, a space and find a space. I also have, uh, the Listen Bea podcast community, uh, Facebook group. Um, it's a private group where listeners can kind of, you know, share and their experiences and, and uh, we can stay connected beyond the podcast. Okay, good. And then I'll be putting all of your links on the notes section for all those listeners who want to reach out to Patty and, you know, um, help, you can help them with any questions that they might have or guidance. So what I see, okay, so that was a great, important thing to me. I'm like, no, you got to talk about it. <laughs> No, it's okay. La conversación estaba buena. It's okay. Yeah. So thank you so much, Chicana and Latina moms. Stay tuned for more. Cuídense. Adiós. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in the Chicana and Latina moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias.